0: Good morning, good to see you all. Good morning. We again are going to study from the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. I believe we're in. Uh, verse number 16, 15 to 16. Alright, now we're in verse number 16. Okay, so as no, I'll go up and read a few scriptures, starting at verse number 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, whom also ye are circumcised, with the circumcision made without hands, putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried within the baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, as he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, or to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphant over them in it. The verse where we're picking up let no man therefore judge you in me or in drink or in respect of the holy day or of the new moon or of the sabbath takes okay so here we see paul again talking to the church at Boston. even though he never met with them again uh, having received this information Empathrous, um, uh, he's able to confirm some things. It seems as though, perhaps, them being not of the lineage or the family of Abraham in the natural sense, that these are Gentiles, as it was considered in that day, and what affects them somewhat affects some of those who are living in this time frame of life life, wherein a lot of us are still trying to hold on to the old handwriting of ordinances it was against us it was contrary took us but jesus took it out of the way when he nailed it to the cross it is no longer binding on us there is no need to continue or continue the traditions of those things that are in the Old Testament or the Old Commandment law. Those things again, those writing, handwriting ordinances, came from God Himself. And so Jesus took it away, and those things we talked about in our Bible study when he nailed it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities of power. Wherein the devil probably thought he had one up on Christ when, you know, they crucified him. Even the religious leaders of the day didn't understand Christ, didn't know Christ. Not all of them. Um, But Jesus spoiled the principalities because we know the devil has principalities. He was cast down from heaven to earth. And so he has power here on earth that he uses various people and and takes advantage of the opportunity to try to persuade people to follow him because he knows he's going to be eternally lost. right? And so Jesus, in dying on the cross, triumphed deceiving member again the thing that caused man to die was sin in the garden uh, the serpent being used by the devil got man the woman to sin and God told him that if they did that that they would die if they ate of the fruit from the tree of knowledge and evil, that they would die, and they had died. So the one thing that God, or rather Christ, that triumphant God. over them felt that, and then was, was that. in the sense of overcoming death. When He rose again on the third day, Jesus triumphed Jesus over God. death. And so, again, not only now do you have to Again, in the old law, you sin you bring the sacrifice and the sins roll forward. When Jesus came and died on the cross, he died for all the sins of mankind, for all those who were obedient to their law, or to the word of God, right? And so now <clears throat> we have the part of the scripture. Where it says, let no man therefore judge you in me. Right? <clears throat> what do you think might be going on in this? What he's talking about. Don't let anybody judge you in me or in drink. <clears throat> or respectable holy day. Any ideas? <clears throat> All right. Silence. Probably no one has an idea. So, okay. So let's take a look at First Corinthians chapter ten. First Corinthians chapter ten. Let's start at verse number. Verse number twenty-eight.
1: Somebody have that if any man stands to you, which is offered and sacrifices to idols, it is not for his sake that sued it, and for conscience' sake. For the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. Keep mm-hmm. going oh, down to verse number 39. Conscience, I say, not thine own, but of the other. For why is my liberty judge of another man's conscience? For if I, for if I, by grace, be partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? Is that Mhm. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Mhm. Okay.
0: What is the issue here? Right. The issue is that. For some folks, for some folks they were idol worshipers, okay? And so if somebody would sacrifice an animal to an idol, right? I don't know, but some people might, if you took the meat from that animal, and then decided to eat it. It might be an offense to somebody who worships idols. You understand? No? Repeat that again. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Go ahead. Because this is something that they worship, so therefore they don't think that you should kill it or eat it. Right. Because they worship that as their God. Correct.
0: And so What really is the significance behind that meat? Did they really worship God? No. No, they might have worshiped a God, Mm -hmm. which is a dead God, which really is not a God, right? The real meat that was offered, again, is not being, even though it was sacrificed unto an idol, it means nothing right? In all actuality. Because you didn't really, you know, offer it unto a, you know, to the right God. So this meat was sacrificed, this animal was sacrificed, but maybe for a new brother in Christ or a new sister in Christ, Mm -hmm. who just came from idolatry and had been involved in that type of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It might be an offense for them for you to take that same meat, take it, cook it, and then to eat it. For them, it might be a problem. So, what Paul is saying is don't eat it for whose sake? For his sake. Don't eat it for his sake, right? That showed it. And for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So, in other words, you don't want to take that because it offends somebody else, right? And you don't want to offend somebody else. So, even though it means nothing, even though it absolutely amounts to nothing, don't do it for their sake, because for their sake, it may actually take them back and cause them to stumble. Cause them to fall. And you don't want to be the cause of that. Okay? So he says again, conscious I say, not thine own, but of the other. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the other. And so he asked the question, for why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? Right. He said, look, I have the freedom in Christ to eat this if this is what I want to do. There's nothing prohibiting me or stopping me from doing it, right? But why am I doing it because of another man's conscience? He says, for if by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? Right? Because we read in Timothy, I believe it's in 1 Timothy chapter four, that you can eat anything, Mm -hmm. any animal, right? As long as it's been given in in prayer, right? He says, again, this is why we, we do those particular things because somebody else may be offended behind that. And then sometimes you have to do things for your brother's sake or your sister's sake, those who are weak in the faith, right? Because you don't want them to fall back into something else, right?
1: No,
0: I was just agreeing with you. Okay, I saw your head move a different way, so I thought you wanted to say something, right? So, uh, look at Romans chapter 14. The Romans chapter 14. Starting at verse number 1.
1: Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubt with disputations. Uh-huh. Keep reading. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another always weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Okay, you understand? Mm-hmm. Some folks are going to be weak. Some folks who
0: just eat herbs or vegetarian may be offended if you're eating that hamburger or that pork chop right and so uh don't judge don't get upset because somebody's eating this or somebody's eating that right <clears throat> and again paul is going on saying again in verse number four who are the judges another man servant. Right? So I want you to drop down <clears throat> to the verse number four, right? One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Right? Some people might regard a certain day as as very important, right? We regard the first day of the week as very important. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's the first Sunday, Mm -hmm. second Sunday, third or fourth or fifth Sunday. Doesn't matter. It's Sunday. Mm -hmm. And Sunday is the day we all come together. Not Saturday. Sunday. Mm -hmm. Right? We come here for the purpose of taking the Lord's Supper and the fellowship by living the examples we see in the Old, in the uh, New Testament. Mm -hmm. Right? today the world standard, the holy day, right, one of the holy days of the year is considered to be Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right? Christmas is considered by the world standard mm-hmm. a holy day. Right? And he's saying again, uh, one man is one day above another. Another Esteem it every day of life, right? Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind, right? So he's saying, this is not that critical. You know, we don't want to take people away from serving, but you have to be taught. You have to be taught. You have to be understanding, right, what these days are and why you even do these things. Because, to be honest with you, Many people in the world still believe Christmas is a holy day because most of the world believes on that day Jesus Christ was born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But until, I mean, I did the same thing growing up all my life, for the most part, until I got into the church. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading for myself. And you see nowhere in the scriptures that it tells you to celebrate But you don't understand that. Some people who are young in the faith, they don't understand that. They know they might not get it. And so you just got to work with them on it, right? And you have to see these things. You have to be educated. And so sometimes some people will have this day is more holier than that. Like, say, for example, some people will celebrate Easter, right? The world recognizes Easter as a holy day, right? And again, we don't celebrate one day out of the year of Christ's resurrection from the dead. We celebrate it every Sunday, right? This is why we take the communion on the first day of the week, right? So, again... This is about judging one another and not getting all, you know, worked up into the uh, understanding of this passage, right? Uh, So look at verse number 10, right? Verse number 10 says, but why doest thou judge thy brother? Why doest thou set it not thy brother? We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, right? Right? Every one of us is going to have to stand before God. It might be a problem for somebody else, but the, the Bible says, again, not to judge one another in the sense that you're all worked up. You have to get to a certain point in your life, in your Christian walk, where you're educated to understand that these particular days don't mean as much as you thought they did when you were growing up. And the only way you get that is if you have teaching. It's going to take time for one to get to that point in their life, right? So when we get back to Colossians, chapter 2 verse number 16, he says, Let no man judge therefore in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath day. Right? Don't get all worked up about that because the person that you're going to serve is God Almighty. Amen. He's the one who's, who knows. He knows everything. He knows why these things were in place in the first place. Sometimes people continue to hold on to some of these traditions. Mm-hmm. Right? Even the, what was it, was it on Thursday? Kids didn't go to school. Okay. Yeah. On Thursday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a Jewish holiday. It's a Jewish oh, holiday. I think it's Yom Kippur, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, this is a day that some folks set aside. And what I understand, I'm not totally saying that I'm an expert and I know it, but uh, this is a day that they, s- they would fast. Right? They set a day in which they fast. That
1: means you know not eat and drink for a certain period of time i used to have this day i think she's dead now when i was a little girl growing up you said this lady i don't know if sis know about her that all she walk and say every day religiously she walked all over the islands chanting that to remember the sabbath day to keep it holy that's always our message. Remember the Lord tell you to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It was so important that she walked the entire island saying it. Till when people eventually don't see her anymore, they said she died. Because she is religiously here. If I was a little girl growing up. Today she's down King Street. Tomorrow she's somewhere else. But she's all over the island. That was like her mission to just remind people to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Because to her that's important. That's... When she picks out the Bible, that's important to her. So that's the her day. Yeah, that's... And that's so sad because somebody have that faith in something that is so incorrect to be walking, to tell every day to remember that day. You know, there's... It's sad, but
0: that's happening all over the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at it, that's why there's so many different religious organizations. Mm-hmm are in the world. And one of the things that even the early church here was dealing with, they're dealing with the, those who are worshiping as Gentiles who became Christians. Then you had some of the Christians who were Jews, didn't think that they should be or were entitled to be Christians because they didn't come in the family of Abraham, right? And so it started way back then, right? And and, and if you look at today, religion has exploded, right? Uh I mean, it's just gone crazy. Uh And why that is, is because of these things. People will believe in trying to keep the Sabbath day, trying to keep new moons, trying to do all these things.
1: But it's not only that. We as human want what we want when we want it. It's like, you know, you have... I mean, the gay rights movement is so great now that they're forming their own church to, to appease their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So you have church specifically for that, to endorse that. You understand gay marriage, all of that, because ministers like you who believe in the Scriptures and the Word of God would not marry them or get involved with them. So they create their own atmosphere. Presbyterian church, we telling you, which was one that I was baptizing. Okay, if you baptize here, you can go anywhere after we baptize you here. And worship if you want to, because it's the same God, it's the same religion, we're in the same place. So people are just doing things that is convenient for them. It's not so much because of the scriptures or what the scriptures say to them, it's what they want and to fit into their lifestyle.
0: Yeah, that's true. There, There are a whole bunch of different religious organizations that will accept you. They'll accept you. Who you are. I mean, I remember... The reason why I say that is because it's happened, it happened to me, right? I was growing up, and, and I was baptized in the Baptist church when I was a young boy. And when I was in the military, and I moved over to Tampa, I was again trying to find a church that God had to lead me to, and. I just went and asked the first guy, what church you go to? And I said, I'm going to, wherever the first guy I see tomorrow, this is my own wisdom. I'm gonna ask him what church he goes to, I'm gonna go there, and I'm gonna to belong to that church. So the guy told me, and sure enough, I went to a church of God in Christ, right? And I went there that particular Sunday, and I got up in front of them. And I said, I've already been baptized, but I want to join your church. He mm-hmm. took me right away. I didn't have to get baptized again. I ain't have to do anything. And I was immediately accepted. Because, again, a lot of the people in the world believe that it doesn't matter which, which one you go to. Mm-hmm. You've been baptized here. That's okay. We'll accept you. Right. You, that's okay. You can. No. The says says there's only one baptism. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. Right. And so you, we have to understand that this is the mentality of the world when it comes to religion, when it comes to holy days, when it comes to even the Sabbath. Right. If I, I believe, perhaps, if I would have said that I was a seventh day, that I probably still would have been accepted
1: Mm -hmm. to participate.
0: Because in the world's mindset, it doesn't matter. You're still serving what they consider to be the same God. Mm -hmm. And and so that falls in line with where we are today, right? So some folks worship the moon, some folks worship the sun, right? Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, Mm -hmm. early paganism They worship the moon and they worship the sun. That's one of the days how you got Christmas, really, to be honest with you, right? Because it was a pagan holiday to worship the sun on like January the 6th. And then you had the Catholics who wanted to celebrate the birth of Christ on December the 25th. And so they decided that they were going to mix the holiday to get people involved. And that's why you would have the 12 days of Christmas, right? From the 25th of December to January of the 6th. But you don't know this unless you really, truly, and I didn't know it until I became in the church. Back in the day, they had encyclopedias. They didn't have Google. <laughs> the internet wasn't invented at the time. By the whole volume. All but, but the whole while <laughs> I had bought encyclopedias for the children yeah. because that was the way they were going to get any type of research or study because like I say, the internet wasn't mm-hmm. invented at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember going in the encyclopedia and looking up Christmas you know, Christmas day or Christmas itself, and I read it for myself in the encyclopedia. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, that was, I mean, somebody had told me, go look it up in the encyclopedia. Look it up and see how did Christmas come about, this particular holy day. How did it come about?
1: But I want to tell you something the Bible mentioned it. And it when, um, I, I don't remember if it, uh Genesis, exodus, but exodus and liberty because one of those books. tells you about light he didn't use the word christmas but he used the term about lightning on trees and whatever that god wasn't for it it's okay. one of those scriptures
0: well that's very similar to what they did i mean they they got involved in these types of idol worshiping and, and worshiping of different items and all of that you're right i mean all of these things talk about themselves even when we were talking about first timothy i believe chapter four when it's talking about again that some folks would um, forbid to marry Mm -hmm. right and we know that there are certain religious organizations individuals you cannot marry the scriptures talk about it right Mm -hmm. certain individuals certain religious organizations you can't eat certain meats right Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm talking about particularly Seventh day Adventists and particularly, Venice, uh-huh. and particularly uh, the Catholics, right? Because uh-huh. guess what? On Friday, you best eat some what? <laughs> fish. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. No, 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 no hamburger. Uh-huh. No, nope, no pork. On Friday, they want you to eat fish. Uh-huh. Okay, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying. The Bible understands all of those things, and so all of these things are here for us, right? And even though you came from that, right, and you may have some stumblings to get back to understanding what the Word of God said, don't get involved and don't let it hurt you or harm you that you're eating pork chops on Friday, Don't let it bother you that you are not coming together on Saturday to worship God. This is what he's saying. Let no man judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon. Because you're not celebrating these things like the rest of the world is doing. Don't let that bother you. Right? And so in verse number 17... He's saying, which are a shadow of things to come. Hmm. It's a shadow uh-huh. of things to come. When you look at a shadow, a shadow, is it the real thing? Mm-hmm. No, a shadow is an image of what the real thing is, right? And so, because these things are happening to you, young man, young woman, or uh, those of us in Christ, this is a, just a shadow of those things to come, mm-hmm. right? Because we know the same thing happened in the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. The Old Testament was a shadow of things to come mm-hmm. in the new, right? That's what Hebrew writer tells us. And so, because of that, uh, what is that? Hey? Hebrews chapter 10, verse number one, right? Look at what it says. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number one.
1: For the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year continually make a they there unto perfect. Right.
0: You see that? So the law, the Old Testament, that was a shadow, right, of good things to come. The shadow was not the real thing. And so when we think about this, passage of scripture here in Colossians, again being judged because of a holy day and you know, all, this is just a shadow of things to come. Because mm-hmm. guess what? People are going to have a problem with you as a child of God no matter what you do because of the stand that you have in Christ Jesus. So he's just saying this is a shadow of things to come. He's saying but the body is of Christ right we belong to who Christ Mm -hmm. and guess what didn't they crucify Christ Mm -hmm. didn't they talk about Christ Mm -hmm. didn't they ridicule Christ Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't you think they're going to do the same to you Mm -hmm. they're going to do the same to us so we have to stand on the principles of God's word because we are in his body we are members of Of the body of Christ. Y'all agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Look at, uh, real quickly, very quickly, Hebrews chapter 4, verse number, uh, 1 through 11. The Bible says this, Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left to us of entering into his rest, Any of you should seem to come short of it, for unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from them, the foundation of the world, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached, enter not, and because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today if they will hear his voice, Harden not your heart. For Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterwards have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest of the people of God. For he that entereth into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So we need to follow Christ's example. We need to follow him and allow him to to be our God in everything, in everything that we do. My time, I've gone over. Anyways, thanks again for your participation in this class.